You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hello, 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 hello. Everybody say hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. That means you too, Alex. Hello, hello, hello. Hola. Hot enough for you? No, it's 76 degrees outside. It feels great. What world would you live in? 76 outside right now, I'm telling you. It's not, it's not too bad. No, it's not as bad as it was last week. No, it's like 20 degrees cooler. I mean, summertime, what do you expect? Are oh. we going to go through this every year in July or June? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be asking the same question in August and probably again in early October. Yeah. Uh, it is 86 degrees. 86, I was off 10 degrees. It was uh, 10 degrees cooler when I left the house. It feels like year. 76, given the fact it's been 96. Exactly. Okay, right. I- I'll go. Lars <laughs> Anderson, Tony Curry, obviously in the house. Alex yes. Bauman is here as well. Is everyone okay? Mm-hmm. Life's good? I got to tell you guys something. No, I, bring I, it, bring I, it, bring at it. The, at the airport yesterday flight gets uh canceled and you know it happens and you control you can you can control you know some people just absolutely lose their mind whatever 
um, there was, uh, so trying to get rebooked for today, and there's a woman in line behind me, uh, about four spots behind me, and she had this little baby, baby was just screaming bloody murder, and so I said, hey, why don't you, why don't you, you, you come, because I, I, I was about, I was like the next person up, yeah. like, why don't you come, and we'll just switch places, nice. and the three people between us were like, oh, that is such a nice gesture. But none of them offered, you know, to ha- let me just slide right in front of them, yeah. of course. And then I get to the counter, and um, she is the, the woman with the baby is just wrapping up with another agent. And it turns out she got the last seat on the flight that I needed to get on. <laughs> Whoa, it's so, is, so is that like karma? I think I, I'm do some something good is going to happen to me oh, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something good. Do you believe in I, karma, I, I, Tony? I, I, I believe in blessings. There is no such thing as karma. You do the right thing, good things happen. It comes back at you tenfold, brother. You'll get yours. You'll get some free tickets or something, man. Yeah, something will happen for you. That is pretty funny, though. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I you know it, it, when you travel, the best medicine is just to laugh and Patient. realize that you are not in control it's nobody's fault i mean i think the, the, the plane was delayed because of weather in chicago or something you know and the later you fly in the day the greater the likelihood is that you're going to be delayed so if you don't want to be delayed get on that first flight out of birmingham mm-hmm. and get to atlanta as fast as you can and get your connection and boom boom you're good you're, luck this you're weekend man here be- here's oh, i've already found your silver lining you didn't have to get on a plane with a screaming baby. Yeah. I don't there mind that. I don't mind that uh, because I've been I've been there before. Uh, I traveled with Lincoln when Lincoln was maybe eighteen months old. It was the only time in my life I didn't want to get bumped to first, and I got bumped to first, and I did the preemptive apology to everybody. Mm-hmm. And man, as soon as he takes off, epic poop, epic <laughs> poop. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it just smelled what so about, bad. What about your son? Yeah, <laughs> and then he started. He took his shoes off, and he's throwing his shoes everywhere. I mean, just uh, out of control. Yeah, the ears pop. And in and, that and at that moment, Tony, you know who has been a parent and who hasn't. Oh yeah, because the people who haven't just just shoot you the worst looks. They may say something, but those who have had kids completely get it. We uh, we uh, we adopted our first two sons, and my second son obviously was uh, had some special needs and stuff, and so he was just in a, in, a, in a freaked out mood anyway, right? So he didn't even know who we were, and we didn't. And so we're trying to get this bonding process for like three or four days before we bring him back. And we flew through Dallas, and we were in a pedal jumper, like an eighteen person <laughs> calm scare flight, which I'm already super uncomfortable with. I feel like I got cellophane with wings around me, and, and, and I'm claustrophobic as it is. And having this kid, and he was freaking out. And it was about a three-hour flight from Dallas. I don't know if we weren't in the jet stream or something, man. It was one of the worst flights I've ever been in. I just, I told everybody, I said, sorry. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Worst no. flight you've ever been on, Matt? Um, I mean, just just as far as the flight is concerned. Yeah. I mean, I was telling you yesterday that I was one of the thousands of people that was in the Atlanta airport when the Georgia fan ran back for his camera. Right after 9-11. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I did. It, mm-hmm. yeah. it not only shut the airport down, we had to go outside and stand in the parking deck mm-hmm. for five and, or six and, hours. And if, that it, was it, the, if Atlanta shuts down, that essentially shuts down the entire United yeah, States. All because one guy wanted to go get his video camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they find the crap out. I cannot believe <laughs> that so many people are going to be traveling this weekend. First of all, it's the 4th of July weekend. I realize it's on a Monday, so it's a three-day weekend. But just based on what I've seen and heard, I'm not flying anywhere right now. 
I'm, I'm not. Not for a three-day weekend over the 4th of July. Delayed. You got all summer. Go do your things. But the fact that so many people, you know you're going to get your flights canceled. It's going to happen. So why do people continue to get out and fly? Or go drive? I don't know. I, I know gas is expensive. Do we need to get out right, that man. flipping bad? Yep. No. That we have? Well, well he's, he's got a book to work on. I mean, it's business. Well, yeah. That's what you got to do. Business, I get. But, I mean, we're talking 98% of the people flying this weekend are going for leisure. Yeah, and they're going to be I, the ones that are going to be stuck in airports. And it's just a, it's a three day weekend. You lose one day, it's over. You know what? It's four hours to Orange Beach. Or you know what we need to do is start flying our own planes. Is what we need to do. I'd, if I weren't fifty six, I'd be. Do you think I get on a plane if you're sitting there with a little captain's hat on? <laughs> you I be, would. What I do you have a martini fly. glass? I think I've actually welcome. flown with you before. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Northwestern. Yeah. Remember Northwestern? Uh huh. How they got all? Do you remember that? Mm-mm. They, they like did some kind of test. This was like. 30, 40 years ago, yep. and like half their pilots were imbibing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was, it was was pretty serious stuff. Yeah. Back then, uh, I remember when I was little flying with my dad. My dad was a, a big smoker, and so we always sat in the smoke section. Like, so like, 18, like the last the eight. Row 18 yeah. and back. Mm-hmm. And his, his justification, well, you know, the only people that survive plane crashes are the ones in the back. <laughs> because like, they uh, relaxed smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. God, that is... You could smoke on airplanes. We flew they to... They little ashtrays. Yeah, like, they remember had barber ashtrays. chairs that had the little ashtrays? Yeah. We flew back from Little Hummer, Norway, me and her winches, and we had the last two smoking seats, and it was the back row. It was nine seats across. I don't know what kind of plane it was. It was an L-1011 or something. It was one of these double-decker planes, and the flight was 12 and a half hours on the way back, and it was smoking. And I started smoking just... Because just I could, because, I was like, "The hell, I'm going to start smoking." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm going to start smoking." But it's the last flight. It was one of the last flights you could smoke on internationally. That's a good law. Yeah. So in in many many ways. Oh, by the way, uh, this is the Jay Barker show. Yeah. As far as Anderson, Tony Curry, Matt Coulter, along with Alex Bauman. If you're streaming, you can see us. If you're not you're listening, you can hear us. Um, today's show is pretty interesting. Skip Holtz will be with us in in just a few minutes, and then. Uh, your buddy Joseph Goodman has a. I hope Tony, you've read this article about the geese and the ducks at Avondale. At Avondale. Park. I have not. No, this is an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Joe, who's a really good columnist for AL dot com, just walked through Avondale Park the other day and noticed all the birds are basically gone, <laughs> and uh, and uh, he, he's tying that to uh, the World Games. And they're sort of uh, making Avondale Park very pretty because it's going to be hosting a couple different events. So you're saying uh, archery is one? Yeah, archery. You're yes. saying maybe they start archery a little early on these gooses to <laughs> yes. make sure to ensure there's no goose poop in the park. Is that what you're saying? There, there yes. are no geese, ducks, and uh, I think swans. Ducks and are, you know the ducks over there are the really ugly ones. Yeah, and of course, geese. Well, you know, geese are flying first class with you and Lincoln. Yes. As far as poop is concerned. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're a major problem. How do, Tony, how, how do you think Birmingham is getting ready for the World Games? Do you, do, do you sense that uh, everything is sort of on on pace here other than the construction? On, yeah, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised about how well, because uh, quite frankly, I thought when I heard about this 600 days ago that I thought it would be something that maybe the majority of us wouldn't even know was going on. 
Um, and I think they've done a great job with uh, their marketing. Um, and I see the commercials all over the place. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to be like as far as in, uh, the actual events itself go because they're so spread out. I know the stuff at Barbara done a pretty good job at, at, at um, and the fact that the interstate's done and, and hopefully they'll have the park underneath. And, and I think it's going to be a good thing for us. I don't know. Are y'all going to make an effort to at least attend mm-hmm. an event? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 say yeah. I've been there, done yeah. that. And I, yeah. I, um, I was down uh, underneath the interstate the other day after I, I gave a talk. Uh, I usually hang out. At, at the yeah no, I was I, was, I, was I, I gave a talk at the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, and I was walking back and I I saw it. It was fenced off, but but it is beautiful. I mean, there's yeah. a, there is a state of the art skate park down there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, you know, skateboarding has never been my thing, but uh, especially no, now, cool. yeah, no, it, it looks really really good. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about scheduling other than the uh, World Games and the Geese and the Ducks because uh, the ACC is changing theirs in 2023. Also news on the USFL front. Uh, next year, they will not just play in Birmingham. There are others. And speaking of the USFL, the head coach of the Birmingham Stallions playing in the championship game this Sunday against the Philadelphia Stars is going to join us on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show presented by Top Golf. And driven by Sonny Kingford. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Very humid. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms. A possibility through the evening hours. The high today, 87. Tonight's low, 70. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high, 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, it started out down a dirty. Welcome back to the program, Jay Barker Show. Matt, Bars, Stone, Stone the Bone Curry. Yes. And Alex Bauman is here as well. And we'll be joined by Skip Holtz in just a couple of minutes. Um, you know, we did an entire show yesterday, and I never mentioned where I was Sunday. Where were you on Sunday? I was in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, which is uh, just to the east of Nashville. I went to the Ally 400. Oh, nice. Beautiful track. Is it? Very, uh, I wouldn't say it was totally sold out. Yep. Lots of people there. Yeah. Lightning delay. Three hours. <laughs> lightning delay. Stinking lightning delays. Uh, you know, I understand it. You know? And it's a, a lot like, I equate it to people that get hacked off when airlines are delayed. What yeah. is getting mad going to do about it? Nothing. <laughs> what yeah. is getting mad at no, a lightning the, delay the, and making everyone around you miserable? Is that going to make a difference? No, but the problem is, is is normally you have something where guys would like to fix things. When you're told that we have a lightning delay, you know it's going to be another 35 minutes before you can even look right. at playing again. That's or driving in this particular case. But, I mean, we're used to going to football games where there's tornadoes, fires. We don't leave. 
you know, and and so to me, it's kind of like you know, okay, there's a lightning strike. If you want to be part of this, heck, I was at the Lou Graham concert out there at Oak Mountain Amphitheater when a guy got electrocuted by a bunny storm. They didn't stop the show. Wow. He was holding onto the fence, standing in a puddle, and got electrocuted by a lightning bolt. And it was like a free laser show. Well, uh, and he, and a little, a little of that's got to fall back on him. He He's standing next to a metal chain yeah. link fence yeah. in a puddle mm-hmm. during a lightning storm. <laughs> Didn't miss a beat. Literally. Did it, the show continued. Did he live? Did oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, he's gone. That's when they had the lawn up there, remember? The lawn in Oak Mountain Amphitheater. Oh, it's been so long since I've been out there. Is mm-hmm. is it not there anymore? No, oh, no, 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 no. They, they built way 30, up. It's been about 30 yeah. years since they, yeah. And that was all. And you know what that was? Probably because that lightning strike. Oh. <laughs> Could have been a little liability there. Family have permanent seats there? I, 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 I got to tell you something. I've been really, really impressed with uh, the USFL this year, too. Uh, and and I, I really believe it has everything to do with the fact that it's been all over television. You can actually find it, and it's been on BRC, and it was on NBC. And, and I, I love Chris Collinsworth's brother, or, or is it his son, whoever's calling the game? His son. Um, they look Who's like, a they, spitting they, image. Gonna, he, could, he could pass for his twin brother, yes. Yeah. He's got a nose the size of mine, too, and I like that. <laughs> um, but I mean, Is that an Ohio thing? I think it is. Well, they, they've, done a, for the they've done a fantastic job, and I've, I've actually seen four games this year, and so I watched the game this past weekend. Congratulations to, uh, and of course, uh, Victor Bolden, a guy who we've had on the show numerous times, yeah. had a monster game, including a great run back. So congratulations to the uh, style. I think, he's, he, I think he's earned himself an NFL tryout. I <laughs> think so, too. And I believe I read this right. That was the first kickoff return for a touchdown of any team in the league. Uh, I did not. I know there was a couple returns the game before that, that day, but I wasn't sure if that was uh, the first ones or not. Well, speaking of Victor Bolden, his coach is joining us on the Jay Barker Show. That, of course, is Skip Holtz. Skip, it's Matt and Tony and Lars Anderson. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Matt and Tori and Lars? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Canton, what's the weather like? I'm just curious because it's, it's pretty you hot in Alabama, as you probably know. Well, they think it's really hot here. It's like 72. Um, so we're going through a little bit of a heat wave, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's been beautiful. I mean, it really has been gorgeous. There's actually even a little chill in the air in the mornings and the evenings. So uh, it's kind of a nice break from the heat that we were in in Alabama, for sure. I promise you. Hey, uh, going back uh, 12 weeks ago, could you envision this and Birmingham being a part of it? Yeah, I, I'm not going to say I didn't. I'm not going to stand here and say, oh, yeah, I expected it. I knew we, we would be here. Uh, but envision it. That's why when you play the game, I mean, every eight teams set out with this vision. You know, eight teams set out with a vision to have the opportunity to play in this game. Uh, and obviously everybody couldn't get here, but we certainly envisioned it. Did I know what we had or think we could get here? I don't know, but we certainly set lofty goals for ourselves. And I always say if you shoot, you know, if you shoot for the stars and you hit the moon, did you fail? You know, I mean, if you you're trying to go get something accomplished, you got to you got to shoot high. And so uh, we talked about it. We, this is where we wanted to be. This is what the goal was. This is what we were working for. Uh, what we needed to do to get here. And I can't compliment these players enough for the job that they've done and the way that they've come together and the unselfish mindset that they've had and the way that they've played together as a team. Uh, has been really impressive. And so uh, I think it's taken a lot of hard work. I can't say that anybody expected to be here because, shoot, in the middle of March, we didn't even have a player on our roster. You know, <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't even have a name on our roster. 
you put that together, and then you bring them in there in March, and then you uh, you start playing your games in April. And I can remember somebody asked me the night before the first game uh, what I expected, and I said I had no idea. I, I haven't I haven't seen our running backs get tackled. I haven't seen our team face adversity. I haven't seen them have to come from behind or protect the lead. I didn't know what type of, what the leadership would be like. So there was an awful lot of unknowns, but I'm certainly proud of what this team has been able to accomplish and how they did it. Coach, you, you, you go 9-1 and one in uh, the regular season. You're going to be playing the uh, Philadelphia Stars in the inaugural USFL championship game. I, I'm curious as to the unique challenges you faced when all of your players are essentially uprooted from their families and here in Birmingham. And and I know it's not like uh, college and dealing with homesickness, but nonetheless, they're away right. from their families. And I think, you know, if things start to go south, they could go south pretty fast. Uh, how, how do you just keep the locker room sort of, you know, looking forward, positive, feeling good? Well, I think, well, winning certainly helps. I'm going to say that. Uh, yeah. Winning certainly makes them feel like, wow, okay, the sacrifices I'm making to be here are worthwhile. They're all paying off. Plus, you know, there's almost a thousand dollar difference in winning and losing. And so, I mean, that certainly helps. But I tell you, this is where this is where it really came to light for me and the question you just asked. You know, in college, you're dealing with homesick guys that are away from home for the first time. Um, I was sitting uh, after what was it on Sunday night? Uh, we went out to dinner. We went out to dinner. A couple coaches and myself, and we are sitting in an outdoor restaurant, sitting right there on the side of the street. And one of our players came by pushing a stroller with four kids and his wife. I mean, that's who that, when we say they're away from their families, it's not their mom and dads. It's away from their wife. It's away from their children. It's away from their families because you're not dealing with a 17 year old dealing with homesick. You're dealing with, in some cases, a 27, 28, 29 year old who's been out of college for six, seven years. He's married. He's got a family and this is his living. And that's been one of the things that I've absolutely loved about dealing with professional sports has been the maturity of the athletes that you're dealing with and where they are because they're not just playing because they want a scholarship or because it's college ball. They're playing because this is their livelihood. And I used the analogy yesterday to somebody. It's like you put everybody on your team and said, okay, we're going to put you in a football class. And if you want to do this for a living, you got to make an A. And so when you go into a meeting and you start to talk, I mean, they start writing everything down. They pull out their notepads, their pen. Uh, now, Coach, when that linebacker goes under, do you want me to come under that? Do you want me to go over the top? I mean, they are asking detailed questions. I mean, I have absolutely loved the professionalism of these players that we've had the opportunity to deal with. It's the Stars of Stallions playing the inaugural USFL championship game in Canton coming up this Sunday. He's the head coach of the Birmingham Stallions, of course, uh, Skip Holton. Coach, it was just a, it was amazing to watch on television. First of all, you're in Canton, which is unbelievable. I'm from Cincinnati, so I've gotten a chance to ride up the road a few times and, and see just what a mecca that is and just how incredible that is. Yeah. So I know that was special. Your dad is in the booth, uh, which was yeah. just super, super cool. And, of course, you had play-calling things. The, the USL has done a great job with their camera angles. And, of course, one of the things they caught was you talking to Jamar saying, hey, by the way, when that clock down there, that play clock reached double zero, that's a penalty. <laughs> and he put his head up on your shoulder. Can, 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 you talk, can you talk about your relationship with Jamar? Because it looks like it's so special. And even the commentators on, on television just thought it was a great moment between you and your quarterback. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of history. I mean, there have been – 
there have been some fun moments like that, but I promise you there have been some where maybe it wasn't so made for television. <laughs> um, it's a relationship between a coach and his quarterback. I, I sat in Jamar's home when he was 17 years old. I remember sitting at his kitchen table with his, with his family, uh, trying to recruit him to Louisiana Tech. Uh, felt like huge steal when we were able to sign him. His dad played at Alabama. I uh, felt like this was going to be just a, a huge win for us. Uh, he came there. He was a three-year starter for us at Louisiana Tech, had a, had a great career there, was really fortunate when we were able to get him on our roster here because of the familiarity we have with each other. But, you know, I trust Jamar. I know Jamar is committed. He will watch more film than I will. Um, he wants to be good. He's committed to this. I'm, I, I am past when Jamar was a sophomore, I mean, and he'll be the first one to tell you, I said things to him that I hope nobody ever says to my son. You know what I mean? I was hard on him. I pushed him. I drove him. Um, and his answer is, always. he looks right at you and says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can coach him as hard as you want. He wants to be pushed. He wants to be good. But we are to the point now, I don't need to yell at Jamar. I mean, Jamar, uh, Jamar wants it as bad or worse than I do. And so, that's why, like in that moment, it's like, "Hey, pal, you know that? Well, that's that's a penalty. You know, we got to kind of watch that clock down there." Uh, I just, I, I, I love him. He is like a third son to me. We've been together for so long, and from a professional standpoint, as a play caller, your play caller and your quarterback have to be on the same page. I don't know the countless number of hours I've met with that young man. Uh, I want him thinking with me when I call a play. I want him to know what I'm trying to get done. Uh, what we're trying to attack, uh, and I just think we're we're on the same page. We communicate well together, and I just I have the world of respect for him. And it has it has certainly been earned over time. And he's taken he's taken some verbal beatings, so to speak. I mean, he's taken he's been on the the receiving end of my bad mood. I'll say it that way. Um, but he has handled all of it like a champ, and I just. I love him to death. I thank the world of him, and I'm certainly glad that we have this opportunity to experience it. And I'm, I'm going to probably use the analogy like when you leave your home at 18, and I left my home at 18, and I had great respect for my father, uh, but then you have a chance to go out on your own, and then I had a chance to come back and coach with him, and it was a totally different respect level. When you're 18, you've got all the answers. You think you know everything, and then you go back and have the opportunity to be with them a little bit later, and there's a mutual respect there uh, on both sides. So I'll probably equate mine and Jamar's relationship to that. For us to be back together again, uh, I love the guy. I'm really proud of what he's doing right now on the field. That may have been one of the best Gatorade baths I've ever seen, too. I mean, they got you twice, and it it was filled with ice. I've seen a thousand of those, and, I mean, it took a long time for them to finally uh, introduce that Gatorade to you, but how would that feel, man? Well, cold. That's the best way. Just take your <laughs> breath away, cold. And once I got hit, and here was the thing. I mean, we still got another game left. I'm not even expecting it. We're in the semifinals. Now, maybe for the championship, I'll be looking for it this time. I will promise you. I will be looking for it. I will, too. Uh, but I'm looking at the clock. And then after they got me, and they did, they got me good now. They hit me square, and it was cold. <laughs> and I turned and looked, and Jamar had a water bottle that was just putting it on top of my head. And it was like, at this point... <laughs> What's the use? It's like I just got doused. So, no, it's, uh, you know what, we've had a lot of fun together. And believe me, I've got everybody's name that I've already written down that had one of those buckets in their hands. So I've got revenge is coming. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, hey, Coach, um, we all know your legendary Hall of Fame father. Um, what was it like uh, at the dinner table when you were 10? You know, um, this is the best way for me to explain it. Um, it's the only father I've ever had. To me, it was Dad. Dad was just on TV. He's the same guy that disciplined me when I broke curfew. He's the same guy that, you know, that wore my backside out when I was a little kid, when I did things I shouldn't have been doing. Um, he's always been dad. And I, you know, I look back now at just at how fortunate I was to have the opportunity to have a father that taught me such valuable lessons in life. Uh, a guy that taught me about uh, many of the values that he learned uh, really right up here in the Ohio Valley, not too far from here down in East Liverpool, uh, really just about an hour away from Canton. When you go Youngstown, Steubenville, down through the Ohio Valley, the lessons that he learned. It's an old steel mill city, you know, where it was all about working hard and, and uh, getting a fair's day pay for a fair's day work and about um, just the, the attitude was all about success and all the different lessons that he taught me. And somebody, you know, you always get the question, what's the best thing he's ever taught you? And I, I don't know. One day I'm going to have to put it all down on paper because the, the lessons and the values he's taught me as a husband, as a father, as a football coach, uh, I can't go on to expand on all the great lessons that I had the opportunity to learn. So he's very quick-witted. Uh, you were never going to get the last word in, that's for sure. You were never going to get the last word in. Even if you thought you bested him, he'd come back with something, and you go, dang it, he got me again. He got me again. Um, but I just, I'm very, I'm very blessed. Um, I'm very blessed to have somebody as motivational as he as he is, uh, to have the opportunity to, to be raised by somebody like Lou Holtz. Hey, we got to ask you about Sunday. Give us a quick synopsis, a, a quick dive into, into beating the, the Stars again. You defeat them earlier in the season, 30-17. to 17. Probably not the same team you played five weeks ago. No, and ever since that game, they've that, that's when their win streak started. Uh, we beat them in that game, and then they've gone on to win five of the last six. And they, like I said earlier, the only loss was that 23-26 game to New Jersey. Uh, they're playing hot. Everybody always talks about in pro ball, you got to be playing hot at the end of the season. Uh, they're certainly playing hot. They're playing well right now. They're playing with confidence. They're flying around. Their defense is playing stout as it can be now. I mean, their their defense is really playing well, and they're doing some good things. And I go back to our first game with them, which even then was a 23-17 game until the fourth quarter where we had a long drive, uh, kind of like in the New Orleans game, and held uh, and held the ball a little bit. But explosive offense they scored what 40 i think it was 46 points against michigan uh they can put up it's very explosive offensively they have a quarterback who runs the show he was their leading ball carrier as well as their leading passer on on uh, saturday when they played new jersey a uh, very talented player they've got very good wide receivers they've got a great system that that spreads you out and makes you play in space uh defensively they give you a lot of different looks and they are playing a really physical, confident brand of football. Alexander is one of the better punt returners in this league. Uh, and so they've got a, they've got an explosive team. I think just like last week, you know, you could say they were six and four. New Jersey was nine and one. You're in the playoffs. Throw the records out. It doesn't matter. Everybody's earned the opportunity to be where they are right now. And everybody you're going to line up and play is going to be a formidable opponent. So we're going to have to have a great week. And that's why we got to get dialed in. We had a couple days to celebrate the win. 
get acclimated to Cleveland where we are right now, get ready to go play in Canton again. But we've got to make sure that we have a great week of practice and we've got to be focused, dialed in. And we know if we want to win, it's going to take one of our better team efforts. Well, Coach, giddy up. Birmingham's behind giddy. you. You know that. Giddy up. The people in Birmingham have been awesome. We missed you Saturday uh, playing there. But I'll tell you, it was uh, it was heartwarming as we came out to warm up. We came out to warm up. There was a uh, fenced-in, a little uh, roped-in area over there on the sideline. And there was about 40 people there that had all driven up from Birmingham that were behind the ropes. Nice. They had oh, their great. stallion heads on. They had their signs. They had their giddy-up signs. Uh, it was really neat to go over there and talk to everybody that made the trip. Certainly appreciative of it appreciative of the time we spent there and just how supportive everybody has been. And so one of our players even made the comment in the press conference. He said, you know what, just the loyalty of the fans even just puts that much ownership on you that we want to make sure we do what we can to bring this championship home to Birmingham. Not that you need it, but good luck on Sunday. Uh, Birmingham's awful proud. Thank you, Skip. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for your time today. Have a good day. Bye now. Thank you. Uh, Skip Holtz, head coach of, I, like uh, I hope, soon to be USFL champion. I like him a lot. Yeah, really. he's, he's, and, he's, and he's fun what, to talk to. Yeah. He and Chavis have just done an unbelievable job of coaching mm. in the second half. What yep. the, their adjustments at the half. And, and the Philadelphia game is the perfect example. Yep. Uh, the Stars were leading at the half. Mm-hmm. They didn't score in the second half. It, it, it's the defense. It, it it's is. all about the defense it for uh, for the Stallions. And it, it was so crucial to get off to a fast start because, my experience with NFL Europe, once you lose one or two games, guys just kind of throw in the towel and they're just going through the motions. We win. You know how close Birmingham was to losing that first game? They didn't play well at all. They did not. Smith came in and took them on two late drives or – they, they wouldn't be where they are today. Yep. Anyway, hey, did you talk to Timmy? Tim Brando is going to join us at one oh five, and then we are going to talk to uh, Joseph Goodman of AL dot com at one thirty about uh, the lead up to the World Games and uh, what's going on in Avondale Park. Where are the birdies? And Tony Curry is in the house, and we'll visit with him on the other side of the break. That's always fun. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show, Matt Mars, Tony Curry's in the house. Tony, uh, update everybody on what you're doing with TK. TKR, man. Uh, go to the Android or Apple Store and just uh, download TKR. We've got a boatload of uh, reviews on there, and every one of them is a five-star. We do classic rock. And we're getting ready to do the official Detonation Station again, coming up on Monday on the 4th of July. We're going to have your official soundtrack to all your fireworks shows uh, about 8 o'clock. We'll be setting up down at Southside. I'm not allowed to say Thunder of the Mountain because I'm not an official sponsor of Thunder of the Mountain. And if I say Thunder of the Mountain, then I can be sued. And I've already so got don't a, say Thunder of the Mountain. I can't say Thunder of the Mountain. I've already, I've already got a cease and desist from the city of Birmingham saying... Why don't you just go ahead saying, and say, let's get ready to rumble. So, yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> 
So, so I'm. I'm Did always, you really get a cease and desist? Yeah. Mayor Ruffin last year. I was like, dude, thanks for recognizing me. I, I framed it, put it up in the studio. I was like, super. So I can't say Thunder Mountain, but wherever you're having your fireworks display. And by the way, did you see the story in New Jersey that that uh, fireworks truck uh, that, that exploded? Uh, was it last night or the night before? Did not see that. An entire 18-wheeler full of fireworks went off in the middle of the interstate. It was great. People just got out of their cars and watched for like an hour and a half. It was great. It was super. No one got hurt, so we're good. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, the official Detonation Station, uh, make sure you download the Tony Curry Radio app. And then Spotify, uh, we have just got, I think we've got 13 shows now. I can't even keep track of where the shows are or when they're playing. Uh, but we started a brand new one with uh, Kip Kiefer, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. He's got a show called Need to Know with Terry Quillen, who's a gal that he's been working with for a long period of time. And they did a special Fourth of July Star Spangled Banner show, which will be airing on Thursday and Friday. You can get all the shows by listening to the app or go to Spotify, search Tony Curry Radio, and you can see like hundreds of episodes of shows we do. So we work really hard on that. It's really cool. Uh, I love it. And uh, what shows do you personally do? Is it just you and Claypo, Josh Claypo? I do Josh uh, Curry and Claypo. I do Dark Side of the Pooch with Dr. Rab Stewart with the Rossbridge Animal Hospital. I do a show called Mission Minor with Michael Coleman, who is now the CEO of the Montgomery Food Bank. He's got a brand-new gig. We do that on Wednesday. I do Live Wire Wednesday, which is an ACDC show. It's uh, listened to over 100,000 people every single week, uh, the majority of those in Sydney, Australia, because that's where the fan club is. And then I do a show called... Um, uh, when in Rome with Stuart Rome from the Woodhouse Baseball on Friday. It's a show that makes you look good, feel good, and sound good. He did a show, and he's like, man, I want to play some music during my show. I was like, you talk about the Woodhouse Baseball and do whatever you want. It's your show. Has it um, been enjoyable to you to step out of the genre of sports? Because you were do you, you and, and Jay uh, and, and Al did sports for what? How long were you guys together? 15? 13, 13 years. Thir- 13 years? Yeah, man. I mean, sports are like if you're in it every single day. You know, you're just adding information. It's like math. You know, you, you, you can't miss a year of math and try to catch up because you miss math. It all builds on top of itself, right? And, and then when you're talking about history, you can forget the Civil War history year and then move on to the next. And you can remember that, but you don't need to in order to be successful. And so with sports, when I went to Atlanta uh, over to the game uh, to try out for a position over there and they offered me a job, I didn't know anything about Atlanta sports, and they were home of uh, Atlanta United, which yeah. obviously soccer is not my forte. They had the Atlanta Falcons. They had the Hawks. They had all these. And so I just had to immerse myself into everything as quickly as possible, and I had three days to do that, and it was it was a little overwhelming. Classic rock, man, has been around forever. There's no new classic rock that comes out. The Who may come out with a new album or Bob Dylan or something like that, and we play some of that stuff. But it's something that I've that I've known forever, and it's entrenched it's it's hardwired in my brain and so i thought you know that was why i started the classic rock thing and of course we wanted to do all these shows because you can get classic rock anywhere we wanted to make sure we had unique programming that you could only find on tkr and we've done that so uh and we we're not done yet we want to get to about 20 shows and then i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna call it a night what That's have what have you and uh dr claypo been talking about lately dr josh and i you, got you, a guys, real you guys have you guys are just such a great pair together thank you we we uh we uh, we're on Fox Six every every Thursday at nine thirty, right? With Janice and, and Mickey Ferguson and Toy and, and Mike Deberly, and uh, so they they usually call us and they'll tell us what they they want to talk about, and then we just kind of fit in, right? Which is we appreciate the airtime. Uh, but lately, they've been allowing us to talk about what we want to talk about, and so we were talking about cultural differences. And and I was mentioning bullfighting. You saw that horrible accident that happened, I guess, in, in Colombia or Bolivia, yeah. where the whole thing came down. And I was talking about, you know, Herb Winches and I were in Barcelona, and we went to a, a bull a bullfight, uh, and, and it was one of the most horrible things I'll ever remember seeing because they basically kill the bull before the yeah. matador even comes out. <laughs> but it was culturally, it was like a college football game. People get there at 6 o'clock in the morning. They're out there tailgating. 
There's children. I mean, it's 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 a party. It's just like a college football game, and they've been doing it for hundreds of years. So who am I to tell me? That's true. You know, who am I to yeah. tell them that their culture? And we talked about some of the cultures out of China and some different you know countries or something other. And and uh, so that's kind of the way I wanted to get into uh, this particular predicament on Fox Six. And what we talked about was could we make blazing saddles today? <laughs> today, that was the first question. Can we make blazing saddles today? Our culture is so different. I was wanting to talk about other cultures as opposed to our own culture. And then today, Mel Brooks turns 96 today. And my question is to you, could you remake Blazing Saddles? Or could you make a movie like Blazing Saddles? And the answer is yes, because people would go see it. I don't know if you could put it on television. You couldn't do another All in the Family, but you could definitely do it. I mean, the Coen brothers could, or the Farrelly brothers could do a Blazing Saddles right now, and it would probably kill. That's why Dave... Chappelle's killing it. That's why Ricky Gervais is saying things about transgenders and it's sold out. People want to see those things and they want to laugh about it. Speaking of laughing, yeah, you who, who in this video, Rambo. <laughs> how did you do that? You impose your face on Rambo. My good friend David Pretty Merlin, good. who's been on uh, America's Got Talent, uh, he's also an American Idol. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's a uh, magician. He's got this app that he uh, has been sending me all these. He's got me as the Hulk. He's got me as Forrest Gump. It's hilarious. If you're streaming, it's worth. Can people download yeah, it's, that? It's, it's on. Right his, now? It's is on that his, on your it's, site? It's too? on his yeah. site. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I saw pretty, it the other day. It's funny. <laughs> Not good radio because you can't see it. Tony good, though, Curry is Rambo. I like watching it. Makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, you're a good-looking man. Yeah, look at those abs. Look at that six-pack. Right. You would look good with really long hair. Falling, Tony, falling through your shoulders. Thank you. I love you guys. I'll see you. Love you too, brother. Come back. All right, Friday. Yeah. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Very humid, the sky partially sunny this afternoon. Scattered showers and storms, a possibility through the evening hours. Behind today, 87, tonight's low 70. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on the Jay Barker Show. Lars and Matt are in the studios of ABX. Tim Brando will join us at the top of the hour. Uh, and I'm going to lead it off with this 355. The ACC is going to that schedule. And many anticipate, and are you among them, that the SEC will be going to that pretty soon. Yeah, it, it's weird to think of the ACC being uh, ahead of the curve, but what they're doing is they're eliminating the Atlantic and Coastal Divisions. And what you mentioned, it's a 3-5-5 structure, and this means that each team will play three primary opponents on a yearly basis, and then from there each team will play the other ten teams twice during a four-year cycle, once at home and again on the road. And what I like about this, this format ensures that each team will play the other 13 conference members at least twice during a four-year span. And so with this change, the ACC title game is now going to feature, Matt, the, the, team, uh, the conference top two teams based on conference winning percentage. 
as opposed to the winners from the Atlantic and Coastal Division uh, who used to square off from the crown, for the for the league crown. And this is going to start in 2023. I absolutely love it. Do you think they should go to nine? And will the SEC be the leader in that particular schedule change? That, that, that remains up in the air. But I, I like the fact that this format, like I said, it, it, it guarantees that each team will play the other 13 schools in the conference at least twice during a four-year span. It seemed like uh, at one point Alabama hadn't played Florida in like eight years. The last time Alabama played Kentucky. Now, of course, somebody's going, oh, they played last year. I can't can, remember. Can you remember? No. Alex, you remember? No. Alex. Alex knows all. Alex? I don't remember. Thank you. 19-year-old can't remember, then I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. But I, I have a feeling that this is a wave of the future. This is how things are going to operate in, in these uh, mega conferences. Well, and then the question that begs to be asked here in Alabama is who will be the three for Alabama? Who will be the three? Who do you think? Real quick, top of your head, Alabama. Obviously, Auburn. Auburn, Tennessee, and then one of the Mississippi. Maybe a golly, what about LSU? See, every time you think of one, you think of another. Yeah, I'd say LSU. But that's a tough schedule, though. You get those three every year. Probably uh, Bama fans would want to see Vanderbilt. (laughs) (laughs) Back for more. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show. Here's Lars Anderson. I'm Matt Coulter. Going to be joined by Tim Brando. The one and only Tim Brando here in a couple minutes. Uh, on the other side, Matt, we were talking about the uh, ACC uh, officially getting rid of the divisions in their conference. And I, I gave you my take. I, I, I think it's wonderful. Uh, it, and I, I think it's the wave of the future. What's your analysis? I, I think the very same thing. Uh, I, I think in the... SEC, this will come about, but, you know, it's kind of a wait-and-see situation because we still really don't know about Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, when are they going to come? You would think they would come by 2023, 2024? I would hope 24. If it it gets any more than that, I just... It's like, um, you know, it's like you're divorced and living with your ex-wife. Wait a minute. uh, Oh, oh, was I talking about me? No. No, I don't... Uh, actually, that's a lot. That's kind of true. But get myself um, in trouble. Of, of the, yeah, you, yeah, you are. Um, of those two, which one would you like to see Alabama play on a more regular basis? Or if uh, uh, you were going to expand, it was, let's say Alabama was going to play Tennessee and Auburn, and then one of those two. Either every year, either, every L- year. Say, it's got to be LSU. Uh, and no, what, what, I didn't. I didn't make myself oh. clear. Of the two new entries, oh, uh, that's a deep dive. Yeah, well, we, let's first, get into that with uh, with Timmy, Tim Brando. Uh, what do you just call him? Sportscaster extraordinaire. Can I just start there? Everybody knows Timmy. Timmy, it's Matt and Lars. Jay's taking a little time off today. How are you? I'm wonderful. Great to be with you guys again. Hope you're enjoying the sultry days of summer here. <laughs> Timmy, I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but uh, I spent a lot of summers just north of you in El Dorado, Arkansas. I'm sure you're very familiar with it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, the southern part of Arkansas and the northern part of Louisiana isn't hell, but you can see it, smell it, and feel it from there. <laughs> uh, my dad worked, my, my grandfather worked 40 years on Lion Oil. And you probably know that. He was a lineman, food guy. But anyway, right. uh, we we think we know hot, sultry, and humid. You guys own it, don't you, Tom? Don't you, Tim? No, we do. We do. Yeah. And, and uh, but, but I will say this to you, okay, as far as year-round, you got to go to South Louisiana to really feel it year-round. I mean, we, we do have seasons up here, you know. I mean, we'll get some snow when, you know, Baton Rouge and – New Orleans doesn't, um, 
you know, occasional ice storms will happen here. Um, but this time of year, yeah, it's a really good time if you've got that place up in Colorado to get the hell out. I agree. <laughs> you know, I'm too Tim, busy I, chasing I, grandbabies. I, I, I'm, I'm too busy chasing grandbabies to, uh, to do that. And I don't mind going on the golf course and dropping about, you know, eight pounds in an 18-hole round. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of need to do that in the offseason. But you're right. It is really, really scorching hot. Although we're get, we're getting a cool front today, we're down to ninety two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're eighty nine. Uh, yeah. Tim, I, I know. I feel like you've told us this before, but but why do you and your wife Terry choose to live in in Shreveport? Uh, to, to somebody you know who knows you uh, from your time at ESPN or, or doing stuff in New York or just broadcasting games all around the country. It's a right. little bit of a head scratcher, right? At first blush, like why does this guy live in Shreveport, Louisiana? Number one, it's where my wife wanted to be, and when you're married uh, in this business, you learn right away if you want to stay married, you better put her where she's happy, you know. And we tried Connecticut, you know, and it it was awful, and I and it was awful for me as much as it was for her. Although I was able to use her as my excuse when I re-upped with ESPN in 1990, but I was able to move home. Um, you know, I I, uh, <laughs> I just couldn't handle uh, that part of the Northeast uh, at all. And uh, home is home. You know, I, I, you know, she wanted to be near her mom. You know, Italian Southern girl wanted to be near her mom. And, uh, and of course, our kids, you know, our, our oldest daughter is now 39. She was born in Baton Rouge while we were working down there in 1983. And then uh, ultimately we moved her to Connecticut and it was cool for her to be in the snow all the time and, and be sort of Southern belle of kindergarten. But I think once we got, once we got her back home and we built our house on a, a brand new a golf development that was being built at that time, uh, we just loved it. It was, uh, it was like all your dreams come true. And, and Shreveport is also a town like a lot of southern towns, I think Memphis is this way, Birmingham is this way, although they're larger towns with a, a, a better economy than we have here. Uh, a lot of people that are from here never left. And you feel like you just know everybody. And, and, and when you say know everybody, I'm talking about, you know, the, the bank teller or the, the, the people you see at the grocery store. And, and I'm one of those guys that, that doesn't mind uh, being noticed when, especially when people really don't care and people here really don't care about what I do for a living. They're like, Oh yeah, we've known you forever. Uh, it's where I was born and raised. And I got a lot of friends that I went to grade school, middle school, high school with, you know, forget college, just all three of those. And when you're, when you see them all the time or you play golf with them all the time, it's really cool. It is, it is really cool to live in your hometown and get to do what you love to do and not have to worry about the economy in the area where you live or your, you know, well-being. So uh, we've lived here since 1990, so that's uh, 32 years. And uh, I left in 78 after I got married, so I was in Baton Rouge and, and in Connecticut. Uh, between Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and Connecticut, that was 12 years. So I spent my time away from home. Um, and we could have very easily gone back to Baton Rouge. We had just as many friends there, and I felt as much at home there as I as I did in Shreveport. But 
Terry wanted to be near her mom. And it was, you know, I, I was going to do whatever she wanted to do. And I would tell any young broadcaster <laughs> that wants to travel my path that they should do that. You know, if you want to have it all, you want to be able to say it's, uh, you're more than just a, a, a sportscaster, that you've got, uh, you know, the whole, the whole bit, you know, the family life to go along with the professional life. That's the thing to do. Okay, one more non-sports question before we dive into some of the topics of the day. I yeah. really want to hear the story of you trying out or you auditioning for the daytime version of Wheel of Fortune. Oh, he had it. <laughs> well, there have been some uh, stories written uh, that I was definitely the guy, uh, which only makes it worse. You know what I mean, Matt? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I do. Like Actually, I loses, do. It's like the team that loses on a walk-off play, and you'd rather be blown out, you know, because um, because it, they gave the job to a guy that had never done television and was a kicker for the San Diego Chargers. And it lasted like uh, I don't know. Uh, I think he did like I think Rolf did maybe twelve shows, and then they canceled it. <laughs> you remember Rolf yeah. at the time, and. Um, it came out of the blue. I was working at ESPN. Where I was in my second year doing game day, and uh, my agent called me from out in L.A. and said that uh, uh, Merv Griffin was a fan of mine and wanted to fly me out, you know, for an audition. And so I uh, and and by the time I got there, they were talking about you know Ronald Reagan's son Michael, uh, John Davidson, Bert Convy, uh, Jimmy Connors, all these other people, and apparently Merv wanted somebody that was somebody that wasn't sort of part of a California cattle call, somebody new to do it. And um, I went out there, spent the day. I watched Pat do three shows and uh, in Burbank at the NBC studios, which I was familiar with. My dad was a screenplay writer. And I went out uh, right after I got married. And uh, on our, on our uh, honeymoon, we saw all these shows at NBC. So I was acquainted with, you know, um, the NBC studio. So it was a thrill to, to be able to get on stage and do it with Vanna, uh, do the audition with Vanna. And, and, uh, it went well. I mean, I, I, one take, not a problem, you know, and, um, uh, it's, you know, if people Google me and they, they want to find it, it's, it's right there. It's people can see it. Some, somebody let it out. And, uh, I was just, let's see, that was 88. So I was 32 years old. And when I got done, I thought I had it. I really did. Everyone on the uh, crew was like, oh, that was the best one we've seen. And um, uh, so I thought I had it. And ESPN wanted me to have it. They, they, were, they were ready for, uh, you know, whatever the schedule was going to be. You know, they taped those shows. And uh, so I was, I was excited about it. But, you know, I look back on it, and I'm like, okay, if I had gotten that job, would it have affected the career path? And it might have back then because game show hosting for a serious sportscaster back at that time was not necessarily as, uh, as accepted as it is today. You know, the lines between entertainment and sports now are completely blurred. You know, the moment, you know, Disney took over ESPN, that changed, you know, all you have to do is watch all these shows that are out there now that, you know, some of the, the ESPN guys are hosting that are Disney owned on, on ABC. So, but it was it was it was great to be able to do it and do it well and know that I could do it and I did like three other game show uh, pilots after that and a couple of them uh, made air 
one of them in particular called Grudge Match, uh, which was sort of a, um, <laughs> it was a show that ended in the squared circle uh, from small claims court in, Birmingham, uh, in, uh, in Burbank, where someone was suing someone over something really stupid. But they were legitimate uh, <laughs> losses. And it was settled in the uh, squared circle with, you know, pugilism with 38-ounce gloves and, and also with food fights and all kinds of other things. And uh, Lyle Alzado and Jesse the Body Ventura were my analysts. <laughs> and I did it, no. and it was a big hit. It was a big hit at Nasty, and, and the show sold. And I looked at my wife, and I talked to my agent. I said, "You know, this is really bad. I, I you know, Will of Fortune would have been great, but this, this I would have been really, uh, I think, embarrassed to see." So I turned it down, and Marv Albert's brother Steve did it, and it lasted, I think, two years. They had like twenty six shows, oh. so. I had my little brush with uh, entertainment destiny. It was fun. Tim Brand is our guest. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I, I guess we can talk a little bit about sports. You want to you yeah, hear that? Are you okay uh, sticking around for can six, you stick you... around another segment? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, we'll, uh, get, we'll talk thanks, sports. Tim. This has been fun, though. I really uh, I really appreciate you I can digging keep going. into this. Yeah, this is going. fascinating. Uh, yes, it's really good stuff. And trust me, and Tim will back this up when we get back from the break, but Everybody that's ever done television thinks they can do a game show. I promise you. You ask anybody. Ask any. Ask James Fan. He can do it. I'll ask you right now. Could you do a Absolutely. game show? Absolutely. <laughs> There's no question in my mind. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. We'll be back. Lars, Matt, Alex is in the studio, and of course Tim is in Shreveport. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Very humid, the sky partially sunny this afternoon, scattered showers and storms, a possibility through the evening hours. The high today, 87, tonight's low 70. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Light Orchestra. Oh, man. Unique sound. Oh, man. Uh, Timmy, did you ever cue burn that record? Oh, my God. On a Do You Want to Go to ELO Weekend, it's your weekend bopping boogie baby Brando. Bev Bevan on the drums and Jeff Lynn with Richard Candy banging the keys. Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, my God. That brings back a lot of them. Uh, you're you're going to force me to ask another personal, uh, another career question. We're never going to get to sports <laughs> today, Tim. Let's just you, face you it. started as a disc jockey, right? We Absolutely. all did, right, Timmy? Oh, who didn't? I actually started doing play by play with my dad at age fourteen, but i i did I did venture over to get awesome. my uh, I did venture over to get my my uh, third class radio operator's permit uh, in 1972. So I was uh, 16, and I could work in a radio station, you know, overnight. 
to do disc jockey work, and I did in my senior year of high school, and I became the week, weekend bopping boogie baby on FM Rock 94 and a half K-Rock, K-R-O-K. Those were the greatest call letters in the history of radio. Greatest call. And do you know the boobs that owned it decided to sell off the, that, that and become KWKHFM. Can you believe that? Turned it into a country station. They sold the call. That's mm. just criminal. Oh. That's criminal. Killer. That's absolutely Killer. criminal. All right. K-R-O-K. Are you kidding me? You let those call letters go? God almighty. I can't. <laughs> You know, as as you well know, there is no accounting for ownership in broadcasting. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Uh, hey, Tim, uh, just to talk sports for about five minutes here, Tim, when yep. do you foresee Oklahoma and Texas actually being a member of the Southeastern Conference? 25. I mean, I you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm just going to say it right now, okay? This garbage that I'm seeing spewed throughout – Southeastern Conference media about, well, you know, uh, we've got Oklahoma uh, in the finals against Ole Miss. It's, a, it's an all-SEC final. No, it's not. It's a Big 12 <laughs> SEC final. I mean, stop. Just stop, okay? You're already great. You're the best league in America in virtually every sport. But just stop. No, uh, Taking credit and, you know, patting your own back for the success of a team in another conference that's at least two years out, probably three, enough already. I've seen and, I mean, I, I recognize that, um, you know, these niche networks have conference names on it, but just let's, let's, let's pump the brakes on the pom-pom waving that, that I've seen recently on the SEC network with this crap. I mean, just stop. Just Tim, you're saying it's, you're saying things that we're not allowed by Hell we're not allowed by is. law to say those things here. Well, <laughs> well, you know, apparently, well, <laughs> apparently, I'm not allowed on Fine Bomb's show anymore either. So the conference office has uh, banned me, or or the uh, the or the, the the overlords of Disney in Burbank have uh, have outlawed me from being on Paul's show. So I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Fair enough. Uh, The the bottom line is uh, if you can work for a conference network, Lars, I mean, you know, look, we we have a piece. We we own 60% of the Big Ten network at Fox. I mean, we do. But (laughs) when you're calling games or when you're covering an event, let's just pump the brakes on the pom-pom waving and uh, and biased approach to covering, you know, legitimate sports. You know, I, I can... It's just, I can't stand it. You know, this fandom, uh, when you're, when you're brought, when I'm broadcasting a game, if I'm not down the middle, you know, then I get live reaction from people that I'm not down the middle. Well, by God, you know, it's not happening. And in the SEC, you ought to be just proud of what you have. Why not just be proud of Ole Miss right now? Okay. What they did was incredible. How much conversation really has there been about? Not a lot. Not a lot. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Go ahead. And, no, hey, I'm a purist like you. And uh, when I see, say, a television reporter dancing with Draymond Green uh, during the uh, parade <laughs> for the Golden State Warriors, yeah. I just want to puke. Yeah. And when I like, see reporters okay. yeah. covering – 
Uh, yeah, yeah, and when I see reporters covering the NHL finals and they get their hands on the Stanley Cup and they are treating it as if they had just won it themselves, I'm right. not okay with that, you know? <laughs> no, you're not okay with Nick finishing at the podium at the SEC Media Days and somebody walking up, a reporter, and saying, Do you mind, can I get a picture? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. A, right. Let's get let's get yeah, okay, one, so, one yeah, question. Yeah, one, one question. Yeah. Okay, so the ACC. ACC uh, officially announced today uh, they're going to have a new scheduling model beginning in 2023, and it's uh, mm-hmm. basically known, um, you know this, as, as the 355 structure. So uh, yep. each team will play three primary opponents on a yearly basis, and then each team will play the other 10 teams twice during a four-year cycle. And makes sense. Uh, that four, Yes, it does. It makes a heck of a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, so okay, no more divisions. Uh, the two best teams, uh, based on conference winning percentage, are going to play in the uh, championship game. All right, so two questions coming out of this: one, right. do you like right. it? And two, is this the model that you think the SEC and other leagues ultimately will follow? Yeah, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jim Phelps is a, you know, he's got a lot of work to do in that league. You know, financially, but he's a smart guy. He's been around the block more than a time or two. I think most people thought he was going to get the Big Ten job uh, before Kevin Warren got it. Uh, it was an incredibly uh, successful AD at, at Northwestern uh, before he got the uh, ACC job. Yeah, it was a smart move, and and I do think that that's the direction that everyone else will go. You know, uh, again, I go back to the Big Twelve. Their, their round robin thing, when you think about it, was a really smart move. Uh, and getting away from the divisions and, and making sure that you just got the two best teams. I mean, uh, looking back at it, Oklahoma State last year would have been in if they had beaten Baylor. I mean, they would have gotten in over, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, they would have gotten in over undefeated Cincinnati. Uh, so, yeah, it's a smart move. And and I think the biggest uh, issue that, that uh, Commissioner Sankey will have is determining who those natural three would be or whatever number it comes to that that they're going to have particularly after they they get up to uh, 16 with oklahoma and texas coming in i again i don't think it's happening until 25 maybe 24 i think the buyout for just one year might work and with the television deals all coming up a year before 25 uh it makes sense so i, I that, that they they could get there for the 24 season all right but not before that in the sec Tim, time literally flies when we put you on here. Uh, <laughs> great stuff. We're gonna do it. In, yeah, we'll do it again so next much. week, and uh, we'll talk more about those riverboats out there uh, in Shreveport. How about that? <laughs> the Red River is really yeah, red. Uh, no, I, <laughs> actually, what I'd really like to do is talk days of disc jockeying because I never had uh-huh. more fun in my life. It That's was an great. absolute blast. Tim, uh, how how Quickly, quickly, as we go to break, how can people follow you? At Tim Brando on Twitter, at Timmy B on Fox on Instagram, and I'm out there on Facebook now. You can find me just at Tim Brando on Facebook. Awesome. Look forward to it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank Tim, you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Okay, fellas.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. Presented by Top Golf. Grab the family, go out there, get something to eat, and swing away. You don't even have to be good at golf. You don't even have to ever swung a club to have a big time. There's all types of different games you can play. Uh, and we're also uh, being driven by our good friends over in East Alabama at Sunny King Ford. Uh, they've been around uh, in the car business as long as I've been in the radio and television business, maybe even longer. But anyway, uh, it is the Jay Barker Show. I'm Matt Coulter with Lars Anderson. Our next guest is Joseph Goodman, sports columnist for AL.com. And I think Joe's one of the best columnists in the country, frankly, and Alabama's lucky to have him. And also author of We Want Bama. Uh, Joe, I, there's a certain uh, column we want to talk about, but I, I, I got to ask you first, how's the book doing? And why is it that every? it seems like every guy who works at AL.com is getting book deals now? Every, you know, it's supposedly it's impossible to write a book, right? And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, man. It's a, it's a great place to work. You get a lot of talented people there. Um, I really love AL.com. The sports staff does a great job, you know. So, uh, yeah, fun shop right now, for sure. Really happy for Talty, uh, you know, and, and his book deal with, with Feinbaum. That's a huge news. Um, yeah, as far as We Want Bama goes, uh, I think it's doing pretty good. Um, it's coming out on paperback, uh, before football season, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, but yeah. And, uh, okay, so you went through, uh, for a stroll the other day through Avondale Park, and you wrote a column about <laughs> it, and it was one of, it, it, it is one of, I think, one of your best columns. Can you just tell us what you discovered? Yeah, I had to full, go full, like, Ace Ventura mode. Yeah. There were no <laughs> ducks or geese in the park. Avondale Park is anyone, you know, who's been in Birmingham any amount of time is familiar with Avondale Park. And, you know, it's just filled with ducks and geese, you know, and the, the ugly ducks. And um, they were all gone. And the water was completely clear, like an aquarium. And... There were these beautiful cranes on the island. And, you know, it was like, what is this place? They're <laughs> getting ready for the world games. And they did something with the ducks and the geese. <laughs> I, 
I mean, is it like Augusta where, you you know, you don't see any squirrels? Uh, and I've been to Augusta and I've searched for squirrels and I cannot find one. Uh, do you have you solved the mystery? Like, were they dis- discreetly removed and put in another place uh, to sort of, you know, beautify the, the park? Or uh, because, as you mentioned, the archery competition is going to be taking place at Avondale. Yeah, so archery is there. And it's lasting... You know, some of the some of these world some of the events, uh, you know, similar to the Olympics, they only last two or three days during the course dip. But archery is going from like the eighth to the fifteenth, so it's a pretty long run there at Avondale Park. It's going to be well used. Um, you know, I have not figured out where the ducks and geese have gone. Um, I, I don't want to fear the worst, but I kind of fear the worst. Uh, <laughs> the um, apparently, according to the friends of Avondale Park. They, they cleared out the ducks and the geese about six or seven years ago, and and that was a big controversy. So they feel like uh, it, they just kind of came in at night and did the same thing. They fenced, they fenced off the entire park on a Thursday and, uh, I guess, went in Thursday night and cleared out the, <laughs> cleared out the ducks and the geese. I'm looking, for the, looking forward to the World Games, though. Really looking forward to it. You know, it's, it's a lot of odd sports, but... Uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to embrace it. I'm kind of here for it. I'm excited for the city and the state, and you know, uh, looking forward to like going to watch a tug of war and writing a column about break dancing as a sport at Foss Furnace. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Sumo wrestling. I want to see sumo. sumo wrestling. I, I think I mean, sumo is a, <laughs> for. So I, I went to look, look at the tickets. I think sumo might be sold out. <laughs> It's in the, I mean, it's for, a a cal- for, for a call cal- for a calmness, this is like a oh. dream uh, because everything is uh, just sort of fallen in your lap. And but I wanted to ask, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, Matt. Oh. Um, how do you think the city has prepared? I mean, do you think Birmingham is, is as ready as we can be? I think they are doing a great job at the last minute. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading something. They had like they've had they've done this about for seven years. They've known about this, you know, and uh, but they've they've done a good job, I guess, like with the putting the finishing touches on everything, the last minute details and preparation, uh, cleaning up the expressway. Obviously, what everyone notices, you know, but there are a lot of like other smaller things. You know, you can see they're like beautifying the park and city walk, the state uh, who. The state, like ALDOT, Department of Transportation, is in charge of finishing up City Walk in time, and so City Walk is finished. They just need to uh, take the fences down. But I was down there two days ago, and you know they have all those lights underneath City Walk, and they coordinate with the color of the World Games lights. It's really, it's really nice. Uh, so yeah, everything's coming along at the last minute. Um, now, hopefully, uh, the people will use the transportation i guess that they're hoping everyone uses they got these new bus routes um and i'm i'm actually pretty excited to have some kind of transit system actually in place in birmingham for a change uh and the loops you know they have like three different loops and they're building these transit stops everywhere and you know hopefully uh hopefully everything goes off uh you know like a hitch but you know, there's always something that'll happen. 
a stray goose here and there. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I can kind of understand how you can get rid of them. I don't know how you can keep them away. I mean, they do fly. Fences don't work. So uh, we'll have to go I, I, in that. I, I'm like Joe. I fear the worst. We are in Alabama now. I think if you go look at Eastlake, um, don't you remember the stories like when Miami hosted the Super, the Super Bowl? They bust the homeless people out? Yeah. Did they just bust what? the ducks and the geese over to Eastlake? I think that's what they did. I think Atlanta did something similar during the Olympics. And um, in Birmingham, I, I think that uh, they have they have built temporary shelters out in Wylam, I think, for the homeless. It, it just seems like that is a very inhumane way. They look like chicken coops, just if I'm to be honest, what they've built. It, it just, they just look like I would not want to go in any of them. So... Yeah, you know, every time any city has like a major event like this, there, there are always like these these social things that that happen. They're like, oh, okay. Hey, um, I know you took the stroll through Avondale, and I appreciate that. But do you have? Did you do any deeper uh, research as, as to far as how many people are really going to come here uh, from different countries uh, and an economic impact on Birmingham? Yeah, so you know, it's like it's like fifty eight disciplines, different sports, um, and you know they're expecting, like for example, in Avondale, they're expecting two thousand people a day to come there for the archery. Um, I know that there were so many flights into Birmingham that they were suggesting for some people who couldn't get flights in to just fly into Atlanta and drive over. So. You know, there's going to be a lot of people in town, um, and they're closing off. This, they're, obviously, they're closing off most of downtown uh, for the World Games, just for security reasons. Um, so, you know, it's it's <laughs> this is what I want to happen. Okay, like you know how in Mobile, New Orleans, they celebrate Mardi Gras, and essentially, like everyone just like only works a couple days for two weeks or whatever, <clears throat> like. Businesses in Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, and everywhere. I'm going to seem to embrace this and just, and just feel like this is our chance to really put a good face on everything. We're going to give everyone time off, and, and we want you guys to go enjoy the World Games. You know, I, I, I think that would be just a great idea for, like, local businesses to just give everyone time off and, and let them go enjoy everything. Please write that column. <laughs> I love it. I'm absolutely yeah, no. I'm absolutely writing that idea. column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm absolutely writing <laughs> that column. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Joseph. Before we let you go, how do they, how do people find your book and how do they follow you? Uh, yeah, you can you can get it on Amazon. You can go to the bookstore. Uh, you know, bookshop.org. Yeah, and um, you know you can just check out my columns on AL as usual. Looking forward to several over the next couple of months. It should be very yeah. interesting. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Appreciate it, Joe. All right, guys. See you. You know, somewhere in this column he wrote, I think he said he played baseball at Avondale. Did he not? Uh, One time the Little League team, I think in 1957, that played out of Avondale won the Little League World Series. I think I got it.
Yeah, and, and, and like I mentioned, uh, I, I think Joseph is one of the best columnists in the country, and Alabama's lucky to have him. Uh, he's controversial, but you know what? That's what a good columnist uh, is. Oh, um, and we're it, lucky he, to have you too, Lauren. He Well, thank you. He he spoke to one of my classes last. Uh, I think it was last semester, and at the end of the semester, I asked all the students, "So, who was the favorite speaker?" In a landslide, Joseph Goodman. He can tell some stories, man, uh, that may be not appropriate for radio, but, uh, you know, just like all of us. Tell you what. uh, Like all of us who have been been in the business a long time. I've been there, done that, and anything goes in your class. (laughs) Anything Uh, does go. Uh, A, 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 Triple A, Alex is next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Very humid, the sky partially sunny this afternoon, scattered showers and storms, a possibility through the evening hours. The high today, 87, tonight's low 70. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I never meant to be so bad to you. One thing I said that I. Were you a rock ballad in the 80s? Hair band. Good stuff right here. This has been a fun show, Matt. It, it has. Uh, Skip Holtz, first hour. Tim Brando. And, uh, Joseph Goodman of AL.com. No more geese. No more duck. All right. It, uh, it is time for Alex's awesome anecdotes. Anecdotes. <laughs> for those that don't know, tuning in for the first time, Alex is our UAB broadcast student Intern. What do you got for us we today, Alex? Triple A for short. Triple A. Triple A time. Uh, Krispy Kreme is going to start offering glazed flavored soft serve ice cream in select stores in Alabama soon. I uh, I actually saw that. Would you buy? Would you go? You, you know, the first thing that pops into my head is my dad was adamant he wanted to invest in Krispy Kreme uh, well before it became very very popular. Uh, with the thought being you can never go bankrupt on banking on <laughs> the American people's appetite for sweets. Uh, but uh, I, I, I got to confess, I've never had Krispy Kreme, and I'm not a donut person. Alex. I, go, I take my kids to, get to Dunkin' Donuts every uh, Saturday and Sunday, and they, they fill up on donuts. And Do you eat a Dunkin' Donut? I don't. I, Are I, you just not a donut guy? I'm not a donut guy. I, I get a bagel. Oh, oh. What's your What's your I'm favorite? Sorry, we're what's taking your, away your man what, card. Yeah. What's your favorite donut, Alex? Um, probably blueberry. You like the the jelly filled in it? I, mm-hmm. I like the raspberry. Yeah, you know, I don't care if it gets all over my shirt. Got to down in the car seat. It doesn't matter. Got to maintain my girlish figure. Well, <laughs> cutting out donuts will certainly do that. So, are the uh, ice cream flavors going to be that of a donut? Is that is that did I hear you correctly? I believe so. So you can get like a uh, chocolate glazed donut ice cream. I would certainly try it. 
Which brings a, a, a big question for you, Alex. Are you a Duncan or a Krispy Kreme guy? Krispy Kreme. Oh, Duncan all the way. I mean, but I'm... How do you know uh, if you and, don't and, eat them? In the Northeast, man, there's a Dunkin' Donuts oh, yeah. on every block. And hey, uh, you can't Dunkin get away. Dunkin' Donuts was like, not like, in Birmingham like, until, like, the last, what, maybe 10 yeah, years? No, now? I used to drive all the way out to Pelham because the only Dunkin' Donuts was out in Pelham. I, in, when I was living in Homewood, I'd drive out there uh, every Saturday and get... Uh, the Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I just think those. I get those tall iced coffees. Yeah. Mm, they're so good. But no donut. No. Sans, no, sans donut. That's uh, interesting that you would drive that far for coffee. You know, they sell it in the store. It's not the same. Ah, uh, you're probably right. All right, Alex, do you have a uh, plan B here? I do. A new Florida statute states that if, your ra- if somebody can hear your radio from a distance of 25 feet or more, you can have a traffic infraction. Wow. That doesn't bother me at all. If that passed in Birmingham. It takes effect <laughs> a, a July 1st. How many times have you just been sitting in your house and you, like, can you can feel the thump, 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 thump from a car driving by? Um, Way too often for me. Too often, but it, what bothers me is uh, at the traffic light. And then some of the lyrics... I got my grandkids in the car, and it's hey, ma, yeah, uh, and I'm thinking, somebody should give you a ticket, or just jerk the radio out of your vehicle. Do you have number three? I do. Uh, a four star, the four star and number seven quarterback in the class of 2023, uh, Jaden Rashada, reportedly agreed to a 9.5 million dollar NIL contract with Miami booster John Ruiz. John Ruiz reemerges. Yeah, that's been throwing yeah. that money around for a while. A long he? time, and, and now he can do it legally. He was doing it illegally. He and was. Everybody knew he it. Was. Nobody cared. $9.5 million. And what year? 2023. He turned down an $11 million offer from Florida. So uh, that's the same class as uh, Arch, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. So how much is Arch worth? We, we heard 14 I, we or heard, 15, we heard 14 but. 14 mil. Can you, can you imagine having a... Do you think Alabama can match that? Can you imagine having a six-bedroom, four-bath house when you're 18 years old, paid for? Don't you think ultimately this is going to... I won't even say level the playing ground in recruiting. It is going to give advantages to the the bigger schools that have bigger fan bases that are in bigger cities. Uh, because there would be more uh, economic opportunity uh, for NIL. And so specifically what I'm thinking about is Miami and USC and also Ohio State. People forget Columbus, Ohio is the biggest town uh, that uh, is home to a Big Ten city. And it's going to hurt. I mean, I I just in the long run, Matt, I I see this hurting – Places like University UAB, of Alabama, Troy, University of Alabama. Oh, you think Alabama doesn't have enough money? Well, I mean, it pales in comparison to some of these people. Go, how about that oil money? You know who else has a lot of money? Is Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, yeah, Oklahoma yeah. State, Austin, Texas. All right, Alex, good stuff as always. You want to do this again tomorrow? Let's do it. Y'all have a great day. Hi, this is Wes McClendon.